superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today I have with me a wonderful woman, um, Conjit Farrell. She's a new mom. She is an incredible therapist. She's licensed massage and family therapist, sex therapist, dating specialist for women, and founder of the Inspired Journey Counseling Center in downtown LA. She's consulted at all levels of government, including presidential, and served as commissioner to the Department of Public Social Services for the County of Los Angeles. Conjit is a paneled mental health provider in the state of California. She's dedicated to helping her clients get the healthy relationships, lasting love, and great sex that they deserve. And today, she is here to discuss with me getting the love you deserve as a mom, which is a hugely important topic, and I'm very, very excited to dive into it with her today. So welcome to the show, Conjit. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, again, yeah, I agree for bringing up this really important, relevant topic that I don't know we talk about enough. Yeah, I, I think we don't. And I'm all about having the conversations that we don't have enough on this show. So I'm really, really happy that you're willing to dive in with me there today because I think we need it. We need it. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go there, I mean, your, your bio is definitely very impressive. I'm cur- for another time, curious about your presidential um, consulting. <laughs> but, uh, but before we, uh, before we dive into, talking about getting the love you deserve as a mom. Will you tell our listenership what your superpowers are? Yeah, so I I think I'd I'd break it up into two, but I guess they they dance with each other. So I'd say personally, uh, my superpower is resilience. Um, I think I've come through a lot of things that um, I, I didn't think I'd be able to come through in my life. A lot of uh, interesting situations mm-hmm. um, that have certainly shaped me in ways that I maybe wouldn't have imagined. Um, and professionally, I think uh, my superpower is acceptance. I'm just pretty much like you come as you are. And I'm really cool with that. I'm very, very, very cool with people just coming as they are and uh, working with them. Uh, to get where they'd like to go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I can I can totally feel that you create a really safe space. You Yes. I, I get that sense from you very strongly. Um mm-hmm. and I love what you said about resilience. I think I think that's that really is the hallmark of of someone who does this kind of work and who does it well. Is we have to have been able to have walked through some pretty tough stuff and gotten out the other side of it in order to be able to speak to people about how to do that, right? Yeah, and I and I think it also helps with um, removing judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if if you're a person who's gone through certain things in life and you've experienced like situations or labels, and you've come out on the other side, you'll understand not every person that's has given been given this label is necessarily a bad person or, or right. whatever it may be. And so then that allows you when you meet people who are labeled to say, okay, now what's behind this? Who are you beyond this label? Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yes. Which is the work. So thank you for 
for doing it, for doing it at the level that you're doing it and for doing it so beautifully. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk just for a couple minutes about this whole mom thing. Cause I mean, you've been in the world of, of relationship expert. Um, you've been working with people and on their sexuality. You've been, you've been working with people in their, in their intimate partnerships. And yet there's this whole other level of intimate partnership that occurs when we become a mom. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's like a whole, whole other dynamic that we don't necessarily discuss enough in our culture about how that affects our relationship, how that affects our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to our partner. Um, you know, one of, one of the pieces that you really focus on is, is getting the love that you deserve. And yet, how does that translate over as a mom, right? Because when you think about love, our culture talks about love as like, you know, we think about sexual love or, or intimate partnership, but like there, there's something really deep there as a mom. There's a level of, of love that we need in order to be able to be mom, to be able to be wife, to be able to be all those things. What are you finding in your journey is like primary, most important? Like if you had number one piece to give people, what would, what would you say that that is? That's a, oof, wow, what a great question. Um, and it's a very layered question. And, uh, totally. and, and I'll just talk about it personally and professionally. So, you know, um, I, I believe that I chose my mom and it, it wasn't a harmonious relationship. It's a relationship that's taken a lot of work and it's, you know, it's a serious, it's a challenging relationship. And one of the fruits of that was that I made a conscious choice. I said, okay, um, if I'm going to step into the role of mom, I'm going to need to have these things in place. I'm going to need to have a healthy, harmonious relationship with a quality partner who sees and knows and loves me and thinks I'm amazing. I had such clear affirmation about the things that I would need to support me on a journey of motherhood because of my own experience mm -hmm. that, that I felt like I was pretty well prepared for the transition. Um, and even with that high level of mindful preparation, I was still not completely prepared yeah. <laughs> for the transition. Yeah. Um, and so I think speaking to the idea of like, the love that you deserve when, when you become a mom, everything is redefined. Every single thing, your relationship to yourself, your relationship to your partner, your relationship to your child is formed. And within that, it's like your relationship to the concept of love and sex. It, it changes yeah. your needs change. Um, and it's a very, personal change because no one can define for you like what your love needs will be or what your sex needs will be. It's unique to the individual. Mm -hmm. And they change too, like throughout the postpartum period. I have a friend who works with, with um, women postpartum and she considers postpartum any time after you've had a baby, including 50 years later. So it's yes. like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so this is, there's so much here to dive into, and I can't wait to do so with you. We do have to go to a quick break. Um, and before we do so, will you just tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? 
Sure. I just go to my website. It's conjetferrell.com. That's K-O-N like Nancy, G like girl, I-T like Tom, and then Farrell is F like Frank, A-R-R-E-L-L.com. Awesome. So we're talking with Conjet Farrell about getting the love you deserve as a mom. And there's so much that we're going to dive into when we get back. So stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right. So you mentioned right before we went to break about the layers and how these needs really change. And, and we sort of touched on how like the needs change not only depending on the woman herself, but also depending on the stage that you're in, in your postpartum experience, in your motherhood journey. I'm wondering if you could maybe give our listeners a tip or two as to like how you even assess what your needs are. Um, okay, sure. I think, you know, maybe starting with the body is a good place. For example, what I mean with that, it um, relating to sex and sexuality, like Okay, before you have the baby, perhaps your breasts are a source of erotic stimulation. You know, your vagina is a source of maybe erotic pleasure. Um, But after you have the baby, you realize that, yes, those parts of your body are still those things. But then they're also source of um, nourishment for a child and also a home for a child, an organ that is held and birthed life, right? So there becomes just within your relationship to your body and your sexuality, your sexuality just naturally expands because the things, the parts of your body that were kind of in charge of your pleasure, they still are, but now they've taken on a whole new function. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, you know, a great place to start if you're just kind of like, I just had a baby and I don't know what's with my sex and love is just like coming into your body. What are my breasts? What are they? What do they feel like right now? You know, how am I connected to my breasts? How am I connected to my vagina? Maybe journaling about it. Just spending some time mindfully focused on your breasts. What are they? What are they to you? How, how have they changed, right? Just bringing the mindful awareness back into your body and the places on your body that were sources of pleasure before the baby and just checking in to see where are you with them now? Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think, I mean, what's challenging about that oftentimes postpartum is like the places that were a source of pleasure can sometimes become a source of pain now. Yes. You know, it's like, I just pushed a baby out of there. Don't make me focus on that area, please. Like, or, or like my breasts are getting mod on all day long now and I don't even have any sensation there and don't touch me there. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that's, a, that's an important distinction to make. I think it's important to be in your body regardless of 
you know, what your body is going through just yeah. for awareness. Right. Totally. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, even if you're like, uh, you know, <laughs> my vagina is experiencing a great deal of pain to not try not to judge that mm-hmm. as a bad thing, but to say, okay, this is where we are today. The place that was once a source of pleasure today is a source of pain. I wonder, you know, what is it like to experience that? And to also not make a judgment about the future, as in to say it's going to stay a place of pain. Totally. I'm so glad you said that because that's, right? I think, one thing, like, one of the biggest takeaways for me in this journey of motherhood has been, like, things are going to change yes. always. They're always going to change. My body's going to change. My relationship to my body is going to change. My child's rhythm is going to change. Like the minute you think that you've gotten in a rhythm with your kid, it changes. Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like just kind of surrendering to change, being the constant, I think is so helpful in, in being able to really, I don't know. I think there's a piece here about like releasing expectation about what it's supposed to look like. Oh, absolutely. And the idea of flow. Yeah. Flow. And especially if you're a woman who, uh, a friend of mine called it an alpha mom. I don't know if it necessarily is, applies to just alpha moms, but you know, if you're a, a woman who likes structure and mm-hmm. um, control to a degree, right? Like accepting the concept of flow and constant change, that is something that, is, that, you're, <laughs> that you will grapple with. For um, sure, yeah. Yeah. And and there's really nothing to do beside learn to go with that flow. It, it's like yoga. I'm glad that I started investing in, a, in a, um, a yoga practice because when I was faced with that change from, you know, really having a tightly structured life and environment to, you know, this, this uh, environment that's much more change-based and requires a lot of flow, I was able to say, oh, this is just yoga. Okay. I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. We're changing positions. Right. We're breathing through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. What would you say to the, the moms out there who are listening, who, who were like really, you know, had very established careers before they became moms? Like what, what was the biggest challenge for you in that? And how did you overcome that? Mm, uh, I think like I said, at the top of the show, I I kind of was, I was already a bit mindful. So I prepared myself for the transition as best I could based on what I knew. So um, I, I, you know, I was able to set things up with, uh, within my practice. Uh, I I set aside time for a comfortable maternity leave, like I didn't want to feel rushed. Um, And then I think I set up a community of support um, and then like, I think learned how to rely on that community of support once the baby was there, which was something I really had never done. Um, being so independent to really just receive, um, the support. I mean, I think what you can do is try to, you know, curate your environment to be as supportive as possible. And then, uh, without judgment, work with yourself to accept that flow. Yeah. So let's talk about this because we were talking about it a little bit before we got on the recording about just the importance of community Mm -hmm. in this experience of motherhood. And I'm, I'm really intrigued by something that you said about like you created your community of support. How did you do that? You know, I was just mindful about it. I was mindful, you know, I'm 
I, I think I'm, <clears throat> I certainly diligently work at being self-aware. And so I knew like I would need certain things within my community of support. Like I wanted compassionate support. I wanted kindness. I didn't need anybody to be like, yeah, girl, get up. Do your thing. Like that. I knew that wouldn't be what I needed. And so I called upon the people who I have connections with who are nurturing and warm and patient and ask them to be a part of my circle of care. And they, they did. So it was kind of like I mindfully curated the kind of support that I needed. And I found that to be really helpful instead of just, you know, sometimes we have that cousin that we love, but Oh, they're a little loud or they're just not very soothing. And so I consciously said, you know, cousin Joan, we're going to see her five months in. We're not going to have her. <laughs> She's not going to be a right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, that was really helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then to receive the support too, mm-hmm. when the support started coming, you know, not to jump into my old way of, well, no, well, let's do this and let's do that. It's like, let's receive what's being offered here. Well, and I think that takes a huge like undoing of a story that a lot of us carry in our culture, whether we're aware of it or not, of like, if I can't do it by myself, it means I'm weak. Yes. 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 Which is like such a BS story, <laughs> but it's, but it, it drives so much of our behavior and our, our unwillingness to receive help and support. I was talking to my nutrition about this very nutritionist about this yesterday. And we were talking about learning how to um, just embrace more of the divine feminine mm-hmm. across the board, like in everything from how we nourish our bodies to how we are in our professional relationships. And of course, in how we heal. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's, it's stepping into that feminine role of receiving. Yeah. That that brings to fruition whatever that goal is healing rather than the assertive pushing, 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 pushing. Totally. Well, it's you know, it's it's a different form of creation and it's it's totally within alignment with natural law. If you think about it, like yes. a woman's body doesn't create a baby through force. No. You know, you're you're not sitting there like thinking every day like I'm creating this child. Okay, now I'm building arms, now I'm building no. System. Like that's not how a baby gets built. A baby, it, you allow and you create nourishment and support and space for the baby to grow inside of. But like there's, there's forces at work taking care of that. We don't have to force that into being. And I think it's such a beautiful analogy for the feminine way of creating, you know? Mm. And I think that what you just said here, bringing in elements of nature, biomimicry, mimicking biology and at least in a um in a psychological sense right creating the space to say there is a force outside of me that is beyond my control that exists as a woman i didn't i was very much like self like i can do this i can do this but when you get pregnant you realize exactly what you just said oh wait a minute there is this force that is acting upon me, nature, right? Like I am not choosing to make an arm. Oh, right. what does that tell me about life? Yeah. And what it really is. Yeah. 
And yet we have to stop long enough to, to ponder that, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, and I love what you said about like, there's a force outside of myself that's larger than me that that's at work here. Like a lot of us don't give enough space for that to just be in awareness of that. Like if well, that's, if that's a fundamental truth, then, oh, like a lot of things can shift and soften and relax a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And also notice the harmony, the harmony with which these things that, like you said, we don't struggle. I'm creating an arm. Should it be this long? Should it be that long? Oh my God, this arm I'm creating. It's like there's ease and flow and harmony Mm -hmm. within the process. It's funny you mentioned this. I have a dating course for women that I created. It's actually based on biomimicry and uh, the divine feminine. And I invite women to step into the divine feminine role in courtship and having the dating practice be more about positioning and attracting as opposed to chasing. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you look at your egg, right, and sperm and egg, the right. egg isn't chasing the sperm. Right. No. She picks one. Right. It's not the first one that gets there either. No. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting when you step into that kind of role, you align yourself with that, how things change. And similarly, when I decided, okay, let me receive the support. I curated this community. Let me receive the support. How pleasantly surprised I was by how wonderful everyone was. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's such a huge thing. Like we, we don't allow ourselves to receive help and yet we forget. Like, I mean, if you think about yourself, I think probably every person listening to this can can relate to a time where they got to help someone else and how good they felt afterwards. Yes. And so it's like, it's actually a gift you're giving your community in receiving support from them. Yes. And that's such a great way to put it because, you know, when I certainly think when I'm called to help someone, I'm like, I'm there and I'm organized and I'm ready and I can't wait. You know what I mean? And to Mm -hmm. give that gift. Right. Yeah. I think so often we're like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to put, put, be putting myself upon anybody. And it's like that again, it's like bullshit story. Like get rid of that one. That's, it feels good. Like we are designed to be fed by helping our fellow people. Like that's, that's our innate design. And especially when a baby's involved, because then they get to be around the cute little baby. And there's like this newness and this freshness that you get to bring it's like I I got that so clearly with my daughter like everywhere I brought her she was such a gift mm-hmm. to to everyone around us and it still continues to be that way even though she's not a baby anymore but it's like there is a light and a freshness inside these beings when they come through that is medicine for people I mean how could it not be because mm-hmm. they just came from the other realm right you know I mean and, and I look at my son and it's so interesting how, you know, there's this, there's this story that we're teaching them, but gosh, if he's not my teacher for sure. For sure. <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then once they can start to talk back at you, it becomes a little more challenging. Oh. <laughs> but wow. they, they, they still continue to be teachers. It's just, uh, it's an interesting dynamic because they know it. They know that, that uh, they're your teachers. And at least I have this with my daughter. Sometimes it's like, 
she knows it so much that's like well why should I listen to you mom like ah. you're learning from me it's like well I also have like been on this plane a little bit longer than you and this mm. this time around and I do have some some things I can share with you that are helpful yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but what an interesting relationship it this is you mm-hmm. know it's like a it's a a, a four once and for all relationship. There's a a permanence here that I think, you know, as a woman, it's like, maybe you've never experienced that. Like this level of permanence. Commitment. Yes. That's a commitment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there can be so much that comes up with that. I mean, we're talking about like, you know, getting the love that you deserve. I mean, I think first and foremost, just that in and of itself establishing that you deserve love you are worthy of love is a thing right there for all the moms out there listening you are worthy and deserving of love and yes you are going to make mistakes and you probably have made mistakes and you feel horrible about them and that doesn't make you any less deserving of love and support as a mom yeah and i mindfully chose that word that is a deserve is a word that um i use you know, in, in my presentation of, of my services and my offerings, because over the years, I just have, I, I've been surprised at this, at how many women actually have challenge or, or, or blocked energy around just feeling that they are worthy of love. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's almost surprising to me to think, you do not think that you, this magnificent creation, creation of the universe, just, just you being a being on earth here, I feel, makes you deserving of this. Right. And yeah. so, you know, like, you, you absolutely deserve love, period. We can stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop and start. Like. Period. And then once you know that, once you carry that inside of you, you start to act a little bit differently in your life. Like the fact that you, I love, I love how you say you curated your community. You know, it's like you loved yourself enough to know that you were deserving of that love and support from other people. But if, if you don't start out with this foundation of understanding, like, actually I do deserve this. It's, it, it, that's a lot harder to then decide, oh yeah, I'm going to like consciously pick a community around me. Like if I, if I don't even think I'm worthy of that. You know, what's interesting about this, I guess, you know, I, I'm trying to unpack this idea of like, I'm not worthy. I think it's like maybe a mindset that you have to like do something, some sort of way in order to earn something. Right. But this is like, I think love is something just, it's organic to just being human. Right. So it's not like something you have to, to do something or do something right to be able to get. Babies are born and what do we give them? Love. They haven't done anything. That's right. It's organic to the human experience here. That's right. So you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. I think helping to unpack that mindset is just, just to kind of remember that loving and giving and receiving love is just a natural thing like breathing. And so it's something to be expected and deserved just by virtue of you being here as a human. Yes. 
start there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> start there. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that's like, it's like, well, where do you go from there? Okay. That's, that's pretty much sums it up. Yes. <laughs> you yes. are worthy. And yes. especially, I feel like moms don't hear that enough. I've, I've, I've taken it upon myself recently to just really point it out um, to friends and even women I don't know that well when I'm, when I'm with them and, and then we're with their children and I, I'm in awareness of like, wow, there, there's like a real love and tenderness and caring that they have for their children in this moment. Or I'm like, I'm just observing a way that they're being that feels really good to me to look at them and just say like, you're a really good mom. Mm. Um, is it that, and, and I had one woman, I said that to her and I didn't know her very well. And she almost burst into tears and she was like, wow, I really don't hear that enough. Mm. Um, so I'm just, I'm just sharing that in this moment. I feel called to share that to anyone who's listening that like, that's a thing you can do. It's a way we can pass the love around um, to the moms in our world. Cause like we do so much and there's so much that gets taken for granted. That's just like, Oh yeah, that's just part of your job description as mom. And you're not going to get acknowledged for that ever. Oh, Oh my God. I, you know, I don't even think I understood what was required for moms on a day-to-day basis. I just didn't you can't. understand. You, you can't. And, oh, my God. Yeah. I, 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 from this point, from, from birth on, it's not like I didn't honor women before, but it just, it just became so much greater in magnitude now that I've wa- embarked on this journey myself. And I will say another thing that I've learned with regard to women prior to having a baby. I think, um, I, I was in a space where I saw a a side of women that was maybe a little competitive and you're trying to get your mate, you're trying to get your career and your, your relationship with other women could be a little dicey Mm -hmm. sometimes, but after having a baby, it's like I see this side of women and I have felt this love from women that I've not experienced. This is the first time I've experienced it at this level. Mm-hmm. It's just like this side of women that's like, I feel um, incredibly nurtured, supported, understood, uh, embraced. And it's just like, it's like a natural kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, because other moms, yeah, it's like there's a there's a shared experience and an understanding there that doesn't you don't have to put words to it. Right? Do, I mean, like, but I I mean, like, okay, yeah. perhaps maybe in your twenties, like if you get your hair done, sometimes a, a woman might not say, you know, oh that your hair looks good. But I find that <laughs> in my mother groups, I'm like, I got my hair done today, and the women are like, oh my god, <laughs> it's amazing, that's so great, you know, it's because <laughs> they get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. It's like the effort that it took to get yes. here. <laughs> it's really fun. Like I'm really enjoying my relationship with other moms. Like it's because everyone's like, "Oh, you got you got a massage. You go, girl." Like it's great. Yeah, yeah, and and I think we need that. I think that actually is such a part of like getting that love and receiving it is being willing and able to give it to others too. 
And that can be really hard as a mom because you're like, I give so much all day, every day. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I have nothing left to give, you know? Mm. But yet you find that thing when you're in, especially when you're in community with other mothers, you know, even if you're tired and you're, but you make it to your group and you're able to say, you got it, Angela, Mm -hmm. you know, great job. Like it gives so much back to you. Totally. Yes. Totally. Back to that whole, like it, it, people like to be of service. They like to help. They like to support. And I think, you know, if, if our listeners haven't gotten the importance of community yet at this point in the conversation, I just want to (laughs) circle back around to that. Like we are not that whole like cliche. It takes a village. It it takes a village. It does not, this is not something we are not designed to do this by ourselves. We have been segmented out in this culture. And I mean, if you even just look architecturally, like our communities are designed to separate us. Yes. This is not, this is not something that we are supposed to do alone. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, (laughs) I had uh, a nanny who was wonderful and who was working with me in the earlier part of my pregnancy. And she was from Hong Kong. And, you know, she said to me, she said, "Um, do you know that in Hong Kong, there are five people to a baby? That's normal. Five. Yeah. Five. Mm -hmm. That's a healthy ratio. Five to one child. I said, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And so, so what advice do you have if there's someone listening right now who's like, oh man, like I don't have, I don't have that. Where the hell would I get five people to my one child or to my two children or my three children? Like, You know, um, and I think that that's the case more often than not, because as you mentioned, this is a a isolated, isolationist society in many ways, and also very individualistic. And so this whole idea of sometimes seeking support can be frowned upon. Um, But so, and on the other side, there are wonderful organizations that are committed to offering help and support for women during this time. Um, I know faith-based organizations are a great place to go. A lot of mental health care providers um, offer pro bono services to uh, women. Um, a lot of women's health centers offer resources. You know, I just say start at one of those places and start asking questions about support. You will find a support community. They are available to you. So I want to talk about the mental health provider thing for a minute because sure. I, because first of all, there's a huge stigma around that. Um, mm. And I remember this so clearly when I first had my daughter and I would go to her pediatrician checkups with her and they had this little form. It's like the, the postpartum depression screening form. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you going to kill yourself or your child? No, then you're good. No. And I was <laughs> like, okay, no, I'm not going to kill myself and I'm not going to kill my child, but I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, again, I think it's just the way that our, our medical system is still growing and it, it's not been around as long as some of the wisdom cultures who've been practicing medicines thousands and thousands and thousands of years have a more holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that may be what the pamphlet says in the doctor's office, but I would still take the pamphlet and call and say, hey, you know what? 
I'm not going to kill myself or my child, but I need to talk to someone. Can you provide me with some resources in my area? And uh, another great place to look, yoga studios. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, yoga studios in your area will know like where are postpartum and prenatal yoga centers. There's usually some in every major metropolitan area. Start where you are. Start where you are. Start with a doctor's office. Start with, you know, your faith-based uh, or spiritual community. Start with yoga centers and s- start the journey. Or even like, like those, there's like, you know, stroller walking groups for new Walking group. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, Meetup? Meet uh-huh. up stroller groups for mom. Mm-hmm. Start there. Yeah. Start yeah. there. And you know what? Even even if you aren't maybe in that position, maybe if you have resources, you still have to mindfully curate your environment. You know, you may not like the first therapist that comes by. It, so it's it's taking some of the um, inviting a spirit of self empowerment in and saying, okay, uh, this is what I need. This is what I deserve. I'm going to take steps to get it. And then starting where you are. That's the process of beginning to curate a support community, knowing that you can do it and knowing that you can start where you are and just taking those first couple steps. Beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Um, Kanja, thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk about this. I feel like this is a really great conversation. Um, to our listeners, you can find out more about Conjit and her work at conjitferrell.com, K-O-N-G-I-T-F-A-R-R-E-L-L.com. And um, is there, if there's anything left that you would like to leave our listeners with today around this topic of getting the love that you deserve as a mom? Mm. So first thing always is you d- it's that you deserve it. Just remember that just by virtue of you being a human on this earth, you deserve it. Work to accept that reality. And once you do, everything just grows from there. Beautiful. Thank you so, so, so much. And to our listeners, I love you. Thank you for continuing to listen to this show. And until next time, Go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.